Welcome to the Mobile Economy Podcast today. We're talking about rewarding your remote workers, as well as the three P's of food trucks, pause, pivot, and pre-order, what we learned from 2020 in the food truck space. Thanks for joining us today on the Mobile Economy Podcast. You might notice I have somebody new sitting next to me. Patrick, how are you doing today? I'm well, how are you? Good. So uh, Patrick is new to Team Mobiles here. And no, Dominique is not gone. She's just behind the camera today. We will bring her back out here. But today she's decided to run the camera and the audio instead of be on set with us here today. So Patrick, give us a two-second intro about uh, yourself. Um, my name's Patrick, last name Dutenay. Um I'm originally from New Jersey. I've been down in North Carolina 10 years. Um, I used to be a teacher and then I started working on, on a food truck and then I started working with mobile. So I'm kind of all over the place, excited to be with the team and uh, hopefully be able to grow the mobile's brand. Yep. We're very happy to have you on the team. So it uh, definitely brings experience. As you'll see, if you work with mobiles, we have people from the property management space, people from the event management space, and now we have somebody who's got a lot of food truck experience. So instead of keeping one truck busy, now Patrick is uh, tasked with the uh, job of making sure a lot of food trucks are busy, especially around here in the central North Carolina, Florida, Texas regions where we're operating with mobiles. But uh, today's first topic I'm going to talk about is rewarding your remote employees. So over the pandemic, uh, you know, there's been a lot of changes. Now what we're seeing is there's still about 60% of the workforce is working remote. And that's becoming a lot of challenge. What we're seeing across much of the space is everybody is living by the Teams, the Zoom, the GoToMeeting. They're, they're spending hours upon hours glued to their uh, video camera, glued to their computer, and uh, putting in a lot of hours. So that break at the end of the day is not necessarily happening the same way. So you have to reward the employees to help keep them engaged. Mm -hmm. If they're out on property, of course, our suggestion is, and I think Patrick Abak is on this, bring a food truck out and have an event day where you have uh, ice cream or coffee or buy your employees lunch. How can you do that when you're not coming into the office space? That's where things such as remote perk packages are good. So in the office space, we would typically have a birthday for people, and we'd all get together around the break room and, and celebrate with a cake. Here, an option is to have food delivery. So for a company to use something like an Uber Eats and have a dessert delivered to the person whose birthday it is and reward the employee that way, and then use your Zoom, your Teams, whatever, to bring people together and allow them to have a virtual birthday party for that employee. Um, another thing is uh, everybody is working, and you think because you're at your house, you're going to have more free time. That doesn't necessarily happen. So things like chore services are, are something that we definitely suggest. Companies like in this market in Charlotte, and they're uh, popping up all over the place, companies like Laundry to You is a good way for a company to reward their employees or for somebody to lift some of the burden. You can have somebody come and pick your laundry up out of your car in your apartment uh, you know, place or your house. They will come pick up your laundry, take it away, fold it, wash it, and bring it back to you. Doesn't that sound like a good perk? Yes. Uh, I, I hate folding clothes. Yes. Yeah. Me too. And uh, uh, 
I would actually would like to have that uh, as a perk, but uh, they don't service Hillsboro, so uh, you have to be in the in the Apex area uh, or uh, down in the Charlotte market to uh, get that service today. But that is also a good perk and reward. Um, the other uh, item is think about your employees' mental health and their uh, physical health. Because they're at the office, or not at the office, they're at the house and they're working these many hours, sometimes that's putting an un, unseen you know, mental toll on everybody, but also physical. People have, you know, you talk about the, uh, the 15 pound uh, that everybody's putting on with the pandemic. So fitness related items, when we're out at the office parks, we've done a number of mobile fitness things and we've done mobile yoga is something that we have in the works. Uh, now bring the people together, even if they're not coming into the office for something like a group yoga or get them subscriptions to things such as uh, iFit, Noom, uh, there's a, you know, for mental health, Talkspace. Those are things that companies can do to help out their employees. I'm sure we'll put the links to a bunch of these companies down in the description uh, later when we uh, uh, put up the video. But uh, those are some some definite ideas to help with the employees. But uh, you know the pandemic is still going on, and we're seeing quite a bit of resurgence here in the South. So one thing I will let you know is from mobiles, look for us doing mobile COVID clinics for uh, giving out the, the booster shots as well as the first shots to people will be something that we're working heavily on. And, um, you know, to help people be able to get back to being a little more healthy with everything going on with the pandemic. But want to talk with you a little bit, Patrick. What did you see during the pandemic? I mean, you were operating a food truck during the pandemic. So talk to us about the three P's of uh, keeping the trucks on the road. Okay. Um, there was a lot of uncertainty and um, transition uh, during that period. So um, trucks really needed to kind of figure out where we were going to go. Um, you know, operating a truck is fairly expensive. So when something like a pandemic, which we were not used to seeing, thankfully, uh, came, uh, we really needed to uh, get together and figure out some things. So some of the things I'm gonna talk about are some of the stuff that the trucks in the triangle um, did to stay afloat and to remain successful during that time period. Um, typically trucks are used to doing six to eight events a week um, and that depends on availability um, staff weather so when things are perfect that's kind of where you want to be um, trucks also especially in this area relied heavily on RTP on um, the research triangle park in that area with all the office complexes for lunches and rodeos and um, when that got taken away uh, you're talking about some trucks had a 50% drop in business. Um, when you are a family operated and a small business, something like that is not very sustainable for you. So um, some of the things that trucks started to do, one was look at themselves and see what they could streamline, um, what they could do better, what menu items they could offer. Um, and then also some of them went to social media. Yeah. So with social media, it was a matter of, okay, I needed to start posting my schedule. I needed to um, maybe piggyback off some of the things that were happening. 
operating a truck long hours so you don't really have time to get on the latest TikTok trend um, but if you are aware of it or there's something that you can maybe particularly take and bring to your truck um, it was helpful so it turned um, you guys into better marketers of your your own brand and everything but right and it, it also took away the reliability of knowing that you know what we had done wasn't going to work right yeah right so that that uh, predictability was taken away yeah and it also kind of opened up too because um food bloggers uh started doing more pieces um so you had actual people who weren't associated with you doing some of the marketing and helping you as well because yeah. they enjoy your food um, and so now you had to kind of get behind the scenes, take more pictures, um, get uh, yourself out there with the different hashtags. Um, some of the things uh, like Oriqua Soul or like a Speedy Turtle, um, they were big on getting information out to their customers. Schedule changes, um, if they were doing different type of events, um, and if, if, a, if a meme kind of fit, uh, they use that as well because um, yeah. it just kind of helped bring your brand out further to people. Well, those type of things brought a little more levity and fun to it. So it was something that was more shareable. So it also um, made it so that the public could help promote mm -hmm. your brand. And that's something we, you know we like to talk about is also turn your your eaters into fans and then turn those fans into marketers for your own brand. No. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because if if they love your food, they love your personality as a food truck operator. They will love you on social media, is what we keep finding. Mm -hmm. so. um, there was a truck smacking place there, fairly new, and they were they are really aggressive with like the high quality videos that they do about their brunch events, and they add music, and it's just really engaging, and it just keeps people kind of more yeah. about the food um, and where they're going to be. Um, also, it. it force trucks to kind of think outside of the box. Um, the triangle, you know, is home to a lot of culinary geniuses. Honestly, people who have a lot of um, accreditation and food background, but they just enjoy for some reason working in a hot box. Um, you know, a food truck can get up to 117 degrees. So um, you really gotta be um, in it and want to do it uh, to um, really be passionate about it to really make it work. So uh, that opened up the door, I feel, for food trucks to start doing more catering because um, people just feel like, oh, you're just a food truck, you pull up, um, you probably don't do anything else like that. But um, there's a lot of trucks that have the experience and the capability to do bar mitzvahs. They can do, you know, Zoe's uh, Paw Patrol party, like weddings, you know, engagements, showers. So uh, that kind of um, led people to realize like, oh, it's not just this, this little box truck that comes up, that they can actually also do some other things um, and also have other connections. Because there are a yeah. lot of times where a truck could partner with a coffee truck. Right. Or like, you know, sometimes um, they would have um, events with, uh, there's a, a mobile truck that does uh, clothes. So sometimes right. you could say, okay, hey, clothes truck here, food truck here, dessert here. Yeah. And those type of events, um, you know, that, that's been some of the positive of the 
you know, event planning we've done and other people have done is the food trucks end up in other locations where they hadn't been surfing. Because a lot of people really thought of the food trucks as um, maybe it's at the office park or it's at Central Park in downtown, you know, Durham or, or Raleigh for a rodeo, and they don't think about the trucks the other times. But then when they start coming to the apartment complexes, and I, I think we saw the trucks in, and, you know, the higher quality trucks as well as um, taco trucks parking at more places such as shopping malls and gas stations and car lots mm-hmm. to do service. So, yeah, it uh, it definitely broadened the, the reach of where the food trucks were serving. Yeah, no, definitely there were, it seemed to be more opportunity that kind of um, opened from this pandemic. Yeah. Um, you know, you had trucks like Baroni Meatball, what they started doing is they had like take-home kits so right. now you could do um, uh, order of three or four meatballs to be able to go for a party or something like that on top of being able to order their uh, regular items. Yeah, we we joked with them that it was great because um, if you can't make meatballs, you can buy mama's meatballs and hand them off as your own. Absolutely. So uh, it, it, it was good use of uh, creative marketing there for their uh, products. Yeah. Um, we also had like a Taco Tuesday. So Mr. Pueblos was offering uh, take-home taco kits. So, you know, yeah. it was kind of cool, like, where you could go to the truck, get the kit, and then you can go home, and you're having, like, a huge family-style dinner. Right. You know, where you're eating something different. Um, you got it from the truck, because there was an excitement of being able to get to the truck. Um, so that was kind of kind of yeah. cool for that, too. And that goes on to another thing that exploded uh, during the time was online ordering. Um, yeah. Prior to, that wasn't a thing really for most trucks. Now it was an absolute necessity. Um, and it benefited the trucks too because you could plan your menu, know how many items you're going to have set up in a location and know, okay, by the time I get here, we have this many orders. Right. They're coming at this time um, and this is how we're going to sell. You know, there were there were times where we would pull up to a spot and... I knew we were already sold out. Right. I knew because of the the tickets and the online system that we had set up, it was like, okay, these orders, we do this, and then we're done. Right. Um, So, um, you know, it was also to tie back to what we talked to before, you kind of put that kind of stuff online as well. So it's like, you know, you're keeping people updated real time. They're getting the information. They're able to order their food. Um, You know, we talked to a couple of trucks in which they were saying how... Um, it's become a, a huge lifeblood for them, you know, where people don't want to just stand in line waiting to order or whatnot. They would, they know exactly what they want. They've looked at the menu, they see it, and they can just go place the order, yep. go to the food, and then and, and pick it up. Now, one thing I will give advice on the tech because it's something I've experienced with the online ordering. It's it's absolutely fabulous for so many trucks. Um, truck operators, when you get a system like this, make sure you place a number of orders and test it out. Because I know of a couple of ordering systems. I was at a, a location that had online ordering a couple of weeks ago, and I was treating people like you know we treat employees to to a meal. Mm-hmm. It was impossible to do it with the online ordering because everybody. Each person was placing their own order. The ordering was a little more complex. Mm-hmm. You had to put in all your special. You needed to name it so that it was Eric's order, it's Patrick's order. And 
then, since everybody's doing it from their phone, they've already got their Google Pay or their Apple Pay saved, and it was hard to use the company credit card to pay for multiple meals. So that establishment made it extremely difficult to buy more than one meal uh, at a time. Mm -hmm. We've also seen where a couple of companies have put in loyalty programs. So buy so many tacos, get a free one, right? Mm -hmm. Very good. Um, But what would happen there is the uh, first order of the day got the points. So if you place your second, third, or fourth order, like we're treating somebody, you don't get points on the whole order. You only get on the first order. So if you place your order and then they upsell you something, like a lemonade while you're at the truck waiting for your order to finish up, you don't get points on that. And that causes some negative reviews online. I wasn't fully aware of what was happening about that. We had placed orders with this given truck and didn't know about the points problem until reading about it on social media. And that's not where you want to find out that you have a problem with your loyalty program is when people are talking bad about your loyalty program on your own Facebook account so or on Twitter and hashtagging you. Mm-hmm. So make sure that everything works very well in that. So. Definitely. Um, and lastly, um, what uh, ben, what helped trucks during this time also was the fact that they were able to start going to the people. Um, after a while, I mean, I was guilty of it. Uh, with everything being shut down, I just got tired of eating the same things. So when uh, a truck was able to come to my neighborhood, that was a game changer. And that's what started happening where um, neighborhoods were um, HOAs were setting up trucks to come to the neighborhoods. So now you had the um, opportunity to post it online, have the HOA also post it online. Neighbors, neighborhoods, all that would go. They could pre-order. Yep. Okay. So um, now you would pull up and you'd be able to get your cuisine out to folk that you weren't being able to prior to and it just kind of became uh, really exciting um, because neighborhoods were now fighting to see what trucks they could get um, you know Taco Tuesday became Taco Tuesday in Apex and in Morrisville and they had their um, different neighborhoods trying to oh, yeah. attract um, the trucks to it and it was you know really helpful I mean these things um, that we talked about before and we touched on are what helped keep a lot of trucks on the road um, and prospering, um, and they're still using a lot of these tactics now. So, um, you know, definitely was a big deal. Um, I know for us in particular, like, we would get um, whoever was in charge of food that day, or maybe sometimes even the day before. I looked online, I saw this is your menu, I'm gonna go pre order. And I want to set it up for to pick up at this time, and it just made it simple, you know. Right. Sometimes it was that like, convenience factor is huge. Right. Because mom, mean, mom might set the order, but dad might pick up. Right. You know. Yeah. So. Or you're ordering for six people. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it's got to be easy because you know if you have got a couple kids, there's going to be a couple picky eaters in that bunch. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it's really was able to um, pause. Uh, pivot and get that pre-ordering, which really helped, um, I think, keep the trucks uh, around in business. Yeah, those are some great lessons that were learned during the pandemic. And now as we go back into, um, you know, a little more 
lockdown masking and um, not nearly as, as drastic as it was a year ago, but, you know, again, some uh, possibly some period of restriction, definitely things that trucks and everybody want to keep in mind. And uh, if you like eating at food trucks, please support your local food trucks and uh, have them to your properties because it is a good draw and uh, it also helps out the uh, small business owners that operate the trucks. And to help us out, if you don't mind, Click that subscribe button down in the bottom and be sure to give us a thumbs up if you like this. If you have any comments for Patrick or I or any subjects you would like to have on the next podcast or in our newsletters, please let us know. Hit us up on social media. Thank you. If you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to give us a comment, a thumbs up, and a follow if you're not already. If you're just listening to the podcast today, be sure to check out our YouTube channel and leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening on. If you want to follow us on social media, you can find us at M-O-B-L-Z underscore C-O-M on Instagram and Mobiles on Facebook. Again, that's M-O-B-L-Z.